Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Previously on Cardiac. Two seasons removed from a 1-15 campaign, the Panthers opened the year with two heart-pulsing wins. Jake DeLome came off the bench to spark a fourth-quarter comeback in Week 1. Fires for Prohl in the end zone. He got it! Touchdown! Touchdown, rookie Prohl! In Week 2, Carolina blocked three kicks in an overtime road win against defending champion Tampa Bay. Well, they blocked two field goals, so can they block an extra point? Gramatica ready, Tupa's the holder. Snap, kick off! Fourth quarter comebacks and bone-crushing defense would become hallmarks of the season. But there was a storm brewing in the backfield. Steven Davis is the thunder part of it. Davis stretches for the end zone. Touchdown! Smoke, we call smoke. Deshaun Foster was the light. Pitch to Foster trying to turn the far side. Gets over Hoover. Bounces off a tackle. Still keeps the legs turning. And dives towards the end zone. Touchdown! Such different dudes. You know, Deshaun was really young. He was in his second year. Foster was a guy out of UCLA that was a taller, slimmer, built back. And we didn't know what he was going to be. But once we saw him carry the ball in training camp in, in 03, we knew he was physical. He was tough. We knew a California guy. He brought that that type of edge. I just could never figure out. Steven, like, I don't think I ever saw him lift weights. You take his shirt off, and it was, I mean, he didn't look bad, but it was not impressive. And he didn't seem real fast. But he would set you up as a blocker like nobody I ever blocked for. Handing it off to Steven Davis was a great play. Why Washington let him go, I'll never have any idea. Fires for Pro in the end zone. He got it! Touchdown! Big hole! Down the sideline! He's gone! And the Panthers are going to pull another one out of their hat! Dives towards the end zone! Touchdown! Fires over the middle! Is that intercepted? Yes! It is up! It is good! Panthers have won it in overtime! Smith at the 45 to the 40! Breaks free! It's 20! 10! 5! Touchdown! Yes, Charlotte, there is a Super Bowl, and we're in it! Cardiac. Stephen Davis had spent the first seven years of his NFL career with Washington. From 1999 to 2001, he was one of the most productive running backs in the NFL. But in 2002, Steve Spurrier took over as Washington's head coach. Spurrier's pass-happy approach turned Davis into an afterthought. Panthers radio analyst Eugene Robinson Everybody knew how good a runner he was. Everybody knew he's a big man that was a track guy. And everybody knew that this dude could run the rock. A la, like if you've got Adrian Peterson or this guy was was the guy. 
And he was also a guy that was looking for that team to go ahead and shine because I think there was maybe a little bad blood like, hey, okay, I'm going to prove to you that I'm the real, real deal. And boy, did he ever do that. Washington released the two-time All-Pro in February of 2003. Less than three weeks later, Davis, a Spartanburg, South Carolina native, signed with Carolina. It gave head coach John Fox the makings of a championship backfield. Well, I had seen him a bunch when he was in Washington because I had came you know, as a defensive coordinator uh, at the New York Giants. So I kind of knew what he brought. He was a big physical back, a good teammate, and I think he brought a whole heck of a lot you know, in that locker room. Davis flourished in his first season as a Panther. He opened the 2003 campaign with four straight 100-yard games. Pitch to Stephen Davis, running right. Cut back left to the 40. Davis still going. Pitch to Davis, running right again. Nice turn, 50. Davis going with 45 at Jacksonville. Stephen Davis, who else? Trying to turn it outside, and he's got room to run. Stephen Davis, big hole left side to the 30, to the 35. Draw play to Stephen Davis. Finds the hole on the left side to the 45 and pulls his way forward. First down at midfield. Hits the line of scrimmage, breaks outside. Davis still turning the legs and out of bounds at the Tampa Bay 31-yard line. And I like it. Carolina hosted Atlanta in the Panthers' third game of the season. The Falcons were without their star quarterback, Michael Vick, and in this one, the Panthers didn't need to be cardiac. Handing off to Stephen Davis was enough. Davis outside, 15 to the 20, down the near sideline. Stephen Davis, 30, and finally pushed out of bounds at the 40-yard line. Stephen Davis back in the ball game. He's got the ball up the middle. Big hole, 40. Still turning. And off Davis looking for a hole up the middle. Has 40, 35. It's a sprint down the sideline. 20. Davis to the 10. And it'll be first and goal at the 8-yard line. Davis with the football. He waltzes into the end zone. Nobody touched him. Touchdown, Carolina. A 20-point home win against the Falcons also gave the Panthers their first extended look at rookie running back Deshaun Foster. Here's Deshaun Foster. Cover up the ball. Breaks a tackle at the 40. Down the near sideline goes Deshaun Foster. And out of bounds at the 26-yard line of Atlanta. They better read the scout reports. Deshaun Foster is exceptionally fast. Exceptionally fast. Head coach, John Fox. We drafted Deshaun Foster uh, in the second round. So we had a good one-two punch at running back, which I felt like you needed, you know, to sustain a good running game, you know, through a full NFL season. Panthers radio analyst Eugene Robinson. Deshaun Foster has this ability to stay on his feet. You can hit him, boom, boom, but he stays on his feet. He has incredible balance. If they let this cat eat, I'm seeing the air parent of Stephen Davis right now. It's Deshaun Foster. A 3-0 Carolina team would host New Orleans in Week 5. For quarterback Jake DeLome, facing his old team, brought emotions to the surface. It was awful. I always slept well the night before a game, even the night before the Super Bowl. Just I, I've always slept great. I didn't sleep a wink that night. I wanted to beat them so bad. And, and, and emotion, just everything about it. One is a division game, but two is just like, you know, screw y'all. Y'all didn't give me a chance. We're going to beat. And that was just, and that's not healthy. That's not good. But yeah, it was a very emotional game. Uh, I know for me, and a couple of times during the game, you know, calling plays in, in, in the huddle, Stephen Davis, who's a country boy from Spartanburg, South Carolina, 
and they used to tease Stephen and I about our accents. But he understood me fine. Well, when Stephen Davis looked at me in the huddle and said, Hey, boy, shut up and slow down. I can't understand, I can't understand what you're saying. That's when I knew, man, my, I, might be, <laughs> I might be a little too hyped up. But, yeah, that was, it was great to win at home. Rod Smart of the infamous He Hate Me had a kickoff return. He Hate Me, Rod Smart at the goal line, and he's coming out with a 10, 20. Big hole, 30. Can he get by Berger? Does. Down the sideline. He's gone. 40, 30. No one's going to catch him. He Hate Me. We love you. Touchdown, Panthers. DeLome didn't have to do much against the Saints. The Panthers ran it 40 times. 30 of those carries went to Stephen Davis. Davis, cutback move, got the first down, keeps the legs turning. Hand off, Stephen Davis, up the middle, 40, big hole, 45, and Davis to midfield. Here's Stephen Davis again, up the middle, big hole, 40, Davis to the 35. Is it Stephen Davis time again? Eye formation, Davis the tailback, he's got the ball right side, hurdles his way in, touchdown, Panthers. And that drive was all Stephen Davis. Carolina cruised to a 19-13 win. The Panthers were 4-0 and headed for a heavyweight showdown. Former Panthers play-by-play announcer Bill Rosinski. The game that stood out to me that proved that this team wasn't a fluke was Indianapolis. The Colts were 5-0. Indianapolis quarterback Peyton Manning was 27 years old in his prime and in the midst of his first MVP season. For Mike Rucker and the Panthers' defense, a daunting challenge awaited in Indy. That team was a very good team as you start to see them just peel off their Hall of Famers. And so going up there, I mean, it was one of the louder places to play at. And so being on their home turf, um, man, he's he, Peyton Manning himself is hard to play, especially as a defensive lineman. Because he'll come up to the line and take his time, use up all that play clock. And so you don't want to be on your, on, you know, in your three-point stance for like the whole play clock. So you'll come up and kind of be lackadaisical, maybe get on a knee and just kind of get ready. And then as soon as you do that, bam, quick count, right? And then as soon as you get down there and then you start hanging out because you think it's quick count, he takes the whole play clock. And so he's just mentally messing with you physically and mentally the whole time. Once again, with 20 on the play clock, the, the uh, Colts are at the line of scrimmage. And this will be the uh, way Peyton Manning runs things all afternoon. Carolina fell into an early hole, trailing 13-3 at halftime. Williams are running back. Play action fake to Williams. Back to throw is Manning down the middle of the field. Harrison's wide open. Oh, pounded by Mike Minner at the one-yard line. Manning hands off. Mungra right up the middle. Touchdown. But the game turned when Peyton Manning was bested by his namesake. Pump fake, little screen, picked off! It's intercepted by Ricky Manning! Rookie Ricky Manning's interception of Peyton Manning swung the pendulum to the Panthers. Carolina reeled off 17 unanswered to take the lead. Here's Stephen Davis trying to turn the right side. Cut back left. Davis 20. Still going. 15. 10. Sideline 5 to the pylon. Did he get it in? Touchdown! Panthers! Here's DeLome setting up the throw. Floats it downfield for Steve Smith. He's open at the 30. Near sideline 20. Gets by a tackler. Takes it to the end zone. Touchdown! Though Carolina led entering the fourth quarter, 
Running back Stephen Davis had left the game with an injury. And in the final minute, Indy had a chance to tie. The Colts have gone from deep in their own territory to the Carolina 25 inside a minute to go. Panthers by seven. Bill, all we need is one play. Just all we need is one play. Well, let's get it. Manning pumps, fires. Oh, Oh, wide open. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown to Reggie Wayne. There wasn't anybody close to him. With Stephen Davis sidelined, rookie Deshaun Foster shouldered the burden in overtime. Foster and Hoover in the backfield. Pitched as Foster trying to turn it outside right. Cuts back to the left. Has the first down to the 40. Still going. Keeps the legs turning. He's up to the 44-yard line. What a great second and third effort by Deshaun Foster. And if you Panthers can get five, six, seven more yards, they can be in John Casey range. Handoff Foster looking for a hole outside in big trouble, but does turn the corner to the 40, down the sideline, and then he skips out of bounds. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Bill. That man is absolutely uncanny. There was absolutely nowhere to go. He should have lost five yards on that play. In the biggest game of his young pro career, Foster delivered, rushing for 85 yards and giving kicker John Casey a chance to win it. And John Casey's going to try and win this one in overtime. This will be, we'll call it 48 yards. 48-yard field goal right in the middle between the hash marks. Sauerbrunn will hold. The crowd will tell you whether it's good or not. Jason Kyle will snap for the win. Good snap. Kick by Casey's on the way. Up, 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 and good! It's good! And the Panthers have pulled it out in overtime. John Casey from 48 yards out, and the Panthers are still undefeated. I remember coming back from that game thinking to myself, man, we're 5-0, and are you kidding me? That was the game where I think even the team said, you know, we might have something special here. Inside the locker room, we were, we were starting to believe. We really were. It's just um, people want to paint the narrative and of what that team's going to be, and when you're not dominating week in and week out, they don't really respect your record. Um, you got to prove it each and every week. If you're going to win close games, you better string together some wins in a row. And for a lot of people, five is good, but that wasn't enough to show that the Panthers were, were a team to be reckoned with in 2003. We kept knocking off these juggernauts, you know what I mean? It was the Bucks, it was Peyton Manning, it was overtime. And like, well, let's get it to overtime. We'll win this one and head on out of here. We had a super early bye, too, that year. It was like week three, I think. So at that point, we were six weeks into the season already. It was kind of like, man, this thing's a piece of cake. The history lesson was uh, John Fox and that group inherited a 1-15 team, drafted Julius Peppers, got to 7-9. and nine. Again, a lot of that led by defense. So when they start 5-0, and oh, even though it's close games, you're thinking this is the progression. We're on the speed route here of, of improvement from being the worst team in the league uh, to where you thought, okay, this, um, this could be something special brewing here. The Panthers had come through the tempest of 1-15. Their quarterback was a testament to perseverance. They were unfazed by any fourth-quarter deficit and had beaten Tampa Bay and Indianapolis on the road. This was a team that could handle adversity. But for John Fox's squad, now came the hard part. In life, you're either dealing with adversity 
you know, a lot of people deal with adversity and how you deal with it's important. Uh, but sometimes dealing with prosperity is more difficult. You know, you start, you know, getting a little lax and you, you're starting to listen to what people are saying on the outside. So, you know, part of being a championship football team is dealing with prosperity. And uh, sometimes that can be harder than adversity. A lesson the Panthers would soon learn. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.